The third day, when we children sat assembled at the base of the fountain, a group of the king's guards stood nearby. Rumors had circulated among the people since the storyteller's arrival in Emmanuel City, and now it seemed the king had become interested in knowing why he was here. When the noon hour came, we searched the crowds of pedestrians, looking for the old storyteller, wondering if we might in some way warn him of the presence of the guards before they seized him. When people displeased the king, they often disappeared. That fact was well known. I searched the crowds eagerly. I certainly wanted to hear the rest of his story, but now it seemed the only hope of that might be to warn the old man away to safety. I bit my lower lip anxiously, my eyes darting between the marketplace and the king's guards. They talked amongst themselves and kept looking around, expecting him to show up at this time as he had previously. All of the guards wore swords at their sides and held spears in their hands. They seemed to believe the old man might actually be dangerous. The children whispered their own theories. A prophet, a dissident of some sort, or perhaps even a spy from Wayland, here to aid my father in a coup of some kind. I shot the guilty gossiper a hard look, which quieted him temporarily. The old man had informed everyone present of my identity as the Wayland King's son, Phineas, the day before. Finally, I spotted the old man, walking with his staff through the shoppers in the marketplace. He emerged from the bustle, making his slow way toward us children gathered before the fountain. A larger crowd had come today, nearly fifty in all. The children had spread the old man's story all over the place each day after hearing the latest installment. The king's guards spotted him and quickly walked toward him, ten men in all. When the old storyteller saw them coming, a look of horror spread over his face. He turned and started back into the market, his staff clicking on the cobblestones faster and faster. The guard shouted after him and broke into a run, trying to catch up before the old man reunited with the crowd. The guards blocked my view briefly as the old man limped back into the marketplace again. I stood, desperately hoping to see that he'd gotten away from them, but it seemed hopeless. The guards had nearly been upon him when he passed behind several people. They would have him in seconds, and I would never hear the remainder of his tale. To my surprise, the guards pushed their way through the initial part of the crowd, and not finding him there, kept running after. Two hands clapped together loudly, drawing our attention back toward the fountain. Well, children, are you ready to hear the final portion of Ethan's story? We gasped when we turned to find the old storyteller sitting upon the ledge of the fountain, as he had on previous days. He'd not doubled back on the guards. There could have been no way to slip by us, and certainly he wasn't fast enough on his legs to do so. But there he sat, smiling at us. Well, we've got a fine crowd of eager ears today, haven't we? He said. Young Phineas, are you there among the group today? I stammered, but managed to raise a sheepish hand at his query. Ah! he said. 
Good. I promised you a thorough history, and I'll keep my word today. I smiled back, pleased that he'd remembered addressing me yesterday. Phineas, do you recall at what point in the story we left off? He asked. My brow furrowed. Yes, Gideon the priest had been captured. Mordred had killed his secret wife, Sarah, and was using his newborn son to blackmail Gideon into hunting down Shaddai's deliverer, Ethan. The old man pecked on the tip of his nose and winked. Very good, and that is where we begin today. Gideon sat dressed for combat upon the black stallion Mordred had issued him. The beast stank of evil, but it obeyed him, so he supposed that was as good as could be expected.